Welcome to the Myth, Legend and Lore podcast. The coming of Finn. And now we tell how Finn came to the captaincy of the Fianna of Erin. At this time, Ireland was ruled by one of the mightiest of her native kings, Con, son of Felami, who was surnamed Con of the Hundred Battles. And Con sat in his great banqueting hall at Tara, while the yearly assembly of the lords and the princes of the Gael went forward, during which it was the law that no quarrel should be raised and no weapon drawn, so that every man who had the right to come to that assembly might come there and sit next to his deadliest foe in peace. Below him sat at meet the provincial kings and the chiefs of the clans, and the high king's officers and fighting men of the Fianna, with Gaul and the sons of Morna at their head. And there too sat modestly a strange youth, tall and fair, whom no one had seen in that place before. Con marked him with the eye of a king that is accustomed to mark men, and by and by he sent him a horn full of wine from his own table and bade the youth declare his name and lineage. I am Finn, son of Cool, said the youth, standing among them, tall as a warrior's spear, and a start and a low murmur ran through the assembly while the captains of the Fianna stared upon him like men who have seen a vision of the dead. What do you seek here? said Con. And Finn replied, To be your man, O king, and to do you service in war as my father did. It is well, said the king, thou art a friend's son, and the son of a man of trust. So Finn put his hand in the king's, and swore fealty and service to him, and Con set him beside his own son Art, and all fell into talking again, and wondering what new things that day would bring forth, and the feasting went merrily forward. Now at this time, the people of the royal borough of Tara were sorely afflicted by a goblin of the fairy folk who was wont to approach the palace at nightfall, there to work what harm to man or beast or dwelling that he found in his evil mind to do. And he could not be resisted, for as he came he played on a magic harp, a strain so keen and sweet that each man who heard it must needs stand entranced and motionless until the fairy music had passed away. The king proclaimed a mighty reward to any man who would save Tara from the goblin, and Finn thought in his heart, I am the man to do that. So he said to the king, Shall I have my rightful heritage as captain of the Fianna of Erin if I slay the goblin? And Con said, I promise thee that. And he bound himself by the sureties of all the provincial kings of Ireland and of the druid Cithro and his magicians. Now there was among the following of Con a man named Fiaka, who had been as youth a trusty friend and follower of Kul. He came to Finn and brought with him a spear having the head of dark bronze with glittering edges and fastened with thirty rivets of Arabian gold, and the spearhead was laced up within a leathern case, 
By this weapon of enchantment, said Fiaka, you shall overcome the enchanter. And he taught Finn what to do with it when the hour of need should come. So Finn took the spear and left the strings of the case loose, and he placed it with towards nightfall around the ramparts of Royal Tara. And when he had first made the circuit of the rampart, and the light had now almost quite faded from the summer sky, and the wide low plains around the hill of Tara were a sea of white mist, he heard far off in the deepening gloom the first notes of the fairy harp. Never such music was made by a mortal hand, for it had in its sorrows that man has never felt, and joys for which man has no name. And it seemed as if a man, listening to that music, might burst from time into eternity, and be as one of the immortals forevermore. And Finn listened, amazed and rapt, till at last, as the triumphant melody grew nearer and louder, he saw dimly a shadow shape playing it, as it were, on a harp, and coming swiftly towards him. Then, with a mighty effort, he roused himself from his dreams, and tore the cover from the spearhead, and laid the metal to his brow. The energy that had been beaten into the blade by the hammers of an earthly craftsman in the ancient days thrilled through him and made him fighting mad, and he rushed forward shouting his battle cry and swinging the spear aloft. But the shadow turned and fled before him, and Finn chased it northward to the fairy mound of Sleeve Bod, and there he drove a spear through its back. But what it was that fell there in the night and what it was that passed like a shadow of a shadow in the fairy mound, none can tell. But Finn bore back with him the next day, a pale, sorrowful head on the point of Piaka's spear, and the goblin troubled the folk of Tara no more. But Con of the Hundred Battles called the Fianna together, and he set Finn at his right hand and said, Here is your captain by birthright and by swordright, but who will now obey him henceforward, and who will not let him go in peace and serve Arthur of Britain, or Arist of Alba, or whatsoever king he will. And Gaul, son of Morna, said, For my part, I will be Finn's man under thee, O king. And he swore obedience and loyalty to Finn before them all. Nor was it hard for any man to step where Gaul had gone before, so they all took their oaths of the Fian service to Finn McCool. And thus it was that Finn came to the captaincy of the Fianna of Erin, and he ruled the Fianna many a year, till he died in battle with the clan Jürgen at Brea upon the Boyne.